trends Listen to two best friends You each have the word on the strings Welcome to Word on the Straits, the podcast where we unpack straight culture. And let our flag flag flying. I'm Sam. And I'm Joe. Joe, how are you today, my dear, dear friend? Honestly, I'm good. I'm good. Today is a good day. It's not as warm as we all thought it was going to be. But hey, it's still pretty warm out there, folks. So like, have a good time. Stay socially distant, but like, get out there, Mayor. Get Spring out has decidedly sprung, um, even though it is still winter. It's it's pre it's before my birthday, and I am deceptively born in winter, even though it really seems like it should not be still winter when it is my birthday. Well, everyone's really performing spring. You know what yeah. I mean? They're done with winter. They are performing spring. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt right now, so you same are performing here. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just went on a brisk walk, and that was lovely. So talking about spring. That's a springtime activity. Yeah, I went on a... Well, I'm good, too, but I went on a run earlier, and ever since I got back, cannot stop sneezing. Have the weird, itchy feeling in my nose will not stop sneezing. And I came home, and I found out I'm out of snacks. Um, <gasps> and so Oh, my God. Truly... I can't tell which is worse. I think it's the snacks. You also are queen of allergies. Am I the queen of allergies? No, I don't know. I okay. just gave you that moniker. I didn't mean to. I was like, is that something I'm known for? Um, yeah. Well, I guess it's a lie to say I'm out of snacks, but I quickly ran out as soon as I went to eat. Because, like, obviously I would have known if I was out of snacks from the last time I snacked that I ran out. But now it's like I don't have a pretzel, I don't have a pita chip, and I don't have hummus. And I do have, like, candy, but that's not a snack. Like, I have, no. like, an, I have a whole thing of chromatical Oreos left. I have... Reese's peanut butter eggs, but like Ooh, those I just had some chromatic Oreos. Those are no, just like those are like are treats. Sweets. Those, those are sweets. sweets and treats, which are very different from a snack. I'm looking to like fully chow down on a block of cheese right now, and I'm experiencing a lack thereof. Listen, if I don't have a hot chip, I don't have food. I could have a full <laughs> fridge, but if there's not a hot chip, a hot Cheeto, a Taki, I don't have I don't have food. There's nothing to eat. And Takis are, like, few and far between in the Pittsburgh area. Just calling out Allegheny not County. Anymore. Not anymore. I see them. I see them much more now. You recognize them? Yeah, where did I get some Takis yesterday? I was at Target and there were Takis. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I was triggered for my life at Target. But I did think it was my fault in the end. I think I tried to use uh, a Visa card I had already used. But it was just in my wallet. And I had been gifted a Target Visa card recently. So I was like, this must be it. And it was not girl. It was a different gift card. But I really raised hell about it and I feel bad. At the at the target, you went Yeah, I didn't like guys with your manager. I didn't like Karen the fuck out, but I went to customer service. I and you know that cashier was like, dude, there's no money on this card. <laughs> no, they were just like, sometimes this shit happens, call the number. And then I got oh. a robot. And I was like, um, they're giving me the runaround. I don't know. Uh-huh. I truly hate when I get a robot and I'm trying to talk to customer service. Like, I will do everything in that, like, audio menu to get to a person where I'm just sort of like, let me speak to a human. I need this person. I need someone right now. Because, like, I'm sure that I could navigate my way through those menus or whatever. But I know there's a human being in there somewhere who, like, knows immediately what I'm supposed to do. 
Upload me to the Matrix if you have to. Just like get me in front. Get me face to face with someone. I don't care if it's a simulation. <laughs> I, yeah, that's how I feel too. Um, <laughs> this week is so many things. This episode will come out. Uh, 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 this episode, I, I froze, sorry. Um, this episode comes out on the week of my birthday. Teens. St. Patrick's Day. Hey. The week of my anniversary. Come on. And the week of one year since we moved back to Pittsburgh. Oh my god. It's very that. It's a big week. There's a lot of cosmic energy coming up. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. I don't really know how I feel about all those things ha happening all at once. Especially St. Patrick's Day. It's like, how do I even begin to feel about that sort of holiday? So uh, he's a wily one. He really snakes his way into the conversation every and, morning. It is every year on March 17th, but every year I think to myself, what day is St. Patrick's Day this year? It's, I sort of think it's like a second Monday or third Sunday situation, but it is always March 17th. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly. Anyway, I am so excited to bring in our wonderful guest today. She mm -hmm. is a hilarious comedian who hosted a phenomenal podcast called Worry Journal, who I... And I just hope and implore that it can come back to us one day. Come on. Loving it from loving it. Just, I love it still so much. Sam's uh, standing. I'm standing. But uh, let's bring her in. Please welcome to the pod, Lindsay, Lindsay Myers. Myers. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are yeah, you? Thank you for your praise. I'm fine. <laughs> That's oh, good. Gorgeous. I love that answer. Yeah. Yes. I'm coming to you live from Scranton, PA. Come on. Oh my god! I just saw an, I just saw an Instagram from Scranton, PA, of someone standing really? in front of a big wall of Dwight from the office. Which I, I actually, was... I've only seen that on Instagram. I think that's new. I have... oh shit! You guys got a Dairy Girls mural, but it's of Dwight. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like <laughs> Dairy Girls mural. <laughs> no one told me about that one. I didn't know there was a Dairy Girls mural in Derry. Is that where it is? Oh, yeah. There's a huge Dairy Girls mural in Derry. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. I would love to go. I know. Fuck. We stand Dairy Girls on this pod, like, rather fiercely. I can't believe yeah. we didn't shift into a Dairy Girls fan podcast. I know. We any... really could have. Well, you it, could do a spinoff. It could have began as one, because I'm pretty sure when we started Word on the Straits, it was, like, right around the time of us falling in love with Dairy Girls, because I'm Damn. pretty sure we talked about it on the pilot episode of Word on the Straits. Oh, wow. shit. It's a deep cut, y'all. We've just it's, we've been longtime fans, and we love it. Lindsay, you you why are you in Scranton right now? Um, So I actually <laughs> for a funeral, um. Um, and I decided to just stay home for a little bit because I haven't been here since Christmas, and my parents are here. And I love them. <laughs> Big so sorry for your loss. Um, thank you for being on our podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very okay. okay. I should. I was gonna. I almost said an event, but then I was like, then I sound like a super spreader. Like I don't <laughs> responsible. So I'm just gonna tell you the real reason. True. Um, Plus, if you said event, then we would be like, well, what was the event? And then you would be like, well, it was actually a funeral. And then we yes. would feel bad for like asking about it. Yes, but so I'm at my parents' house. They're at the casino right now. Oh. Um, big vibes. They're super spreaders. Come on. <laughs> um, but so I'm some people don't get it. Oh my that god. That is, you know, that is playing a game of chance with your life. 
That is mm-hmm. number one casino game right now. Hello. I know. Well, my mom's vaccinated. Oh, lovely. My lovely. dad, not so much. Well, there's good odds on good odds on your mom. Good odds on mom. <laughs> Lindsay, are you lucky enough to be vaccinated at this point? I'm not. I've been trying to scare my in so hard. <laughs> I have not found a way. I have asthma, but like the most mild kind. So hmm. I'm like not eligible yet. That's terrible. Okay, well, you should move to Washington, D.C. because my boyfriend has asthma and he is <gasps> eligible. So, really? Yeah. Word. So I've been, I go on the websites all the time and try and get appointments just to like see what will happen. I have not gotten there, but every time I get close, it's such a rush. Like it's happening. Yeah, I just saw that they started making the they like have signups for like people to get in on those like expiring samples of the vaccine or whatever. I saw that too and was worried it was a scam, so I didn't sign up. Oh well. My mom told me about it, so I believed it. <laughs> okay, I trust your mom. We trust Lorette's. Some there are people trying to scam people. Some of it is crazy. Even like in the rollout of mine, and I work for like a healthcare provider right now. And they were like, there was still an email that was going around that was like, hey, you might get a text. It might be a scam. We're not sure yet. Hang on. And I was just like, the fact that there's any dissent about this at all sucks. <laughs> Wasn't yours super last minute too? Like you weren't even sure when it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden they were like, go. I got called on a Wednesday and they were like, get in your car. Someone's coming to pick you up. Do you have a car? And I was like, oh my God. They were just like, you need to go right now. There might be gone already. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like everyone else has an appointment and they're just like, run to this hallway, bitch. (laughs) Run to this hallway. (laughs) It was nuts. But... I am like a courier for one of the vaccine trials right now, Lindsay. I like carry like blood samples around. Oh so my like gosh. sometimes they have live COVID material. Um, wait, in so a little you guys are in Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah. Indeed. I know if you know this, but I went to college there. Oh sick, where'd you go? Pitt. Come on. Oh my so god. So I'm like, am I allowed to say, do you work for the the four letter place? The I think ult- I do, yeah, yeah. The four yeah. letter place. I kind of work for both. I, I kind of work for both. I'm like a I'm a I'm a temp at Pitt. I didn't know if I was allowed to say your place. Oopums. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The very same. I used to go to the doctor there, and they had robots. Oh yeah, they got mad robots. I believe that. Mm-hmm. My one of my sister's friends went to Carnegie Mellon, and she. I just remember her talking about how one time she got into an elevator and like a robot came in after her and it was like, push three, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That's like someone's nightmare, you know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. that happened to, wow, 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 wow. wow. Was this at Carnegie Mellon or the hospital? Carnegie Mellon. I was gonna say, because I feel like Carnegie Mellon would also have robots roaming around. Oh, totally. Huge robot place. I'm but sure. you would at least probably get like a cute email from your RA, like, hey, freshman, if you <laughs> see a robot on campus, mm, don't freak out. That's just ours. <laughs> yeah, like we built them, they do your laundry. That would be fierce. Where's that perk? You know? Give me if, that robot. If we pay all this money for college, we deserve robots that do our laundry. We deserve blah, 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 all of it. In my freshman year, someone on my floor did Lazy Lions, which was like having your laundry picked up and washed and brought back. Oh, yeah. And, stuff. and like people made fun of him 
and like obvious like whatever but then it's like i moved to new york and then i do wash and fold so it's like it's the exact same thing there's just how to pick up a delivery aspect to it which i guess is just an extra convenience which sounds really nice yes yeah. my friends in other cities really get on me about wash and fold and i'm like you'll never understand what it's like to be me to live <laughs> place with no washer and dryer and just let me have this it's not as glamorous right. as what is their problem? Oh, they they're always like they're like, oh, how fancy! Like you get your. Oh my god! I'm... And it's like, look, it's ninety cents a pound. Come on. It's yeah, really convenient. But also, I mean, like, I guess it makes more sense to uh, make fun of this kid from my floor when the we did have like laundry, wash and dry on the floor. Like it was, a, it was a mere mere steps away for all of us. So. That's just also you know, in college. I did laundry like. Once a quarter. Exactly. Literally. I, I was never washing clothes. <laughs> I just brought all of it. I wore all of it. And then I washed all of it. I feel like I did my laundry pretty regularly. <laughs> I def I absolutely did not. <laughs> no. And we went to Penn State, the sister wife of Pitt. So Yes. A place I've actually never been. Well, cool. That's, that's fine, yeah. I think. I yeah, think you're fine. okay not. And I used to take the megabus from Pittsburgh to State College, and then my dad would pick me up in State College and drive me back to Scranton. And that it, beautiful Walmart parking lot. Mm -mm. Yes. Because it was like the closest, there was, no, there was no other like transportation. There's no transportation here. Yeah, there's no like Port Authority. That's, no. I mean, and that's not like close. So that's still like- no, it's two hours. It's still a journey. Yeah, he was like, I'd rather drive two hours than six. It's crazy that everyone does know about Scranton because of the office for how small of a place it still is. Yeah, it used to be like more of a metropolis, but now it's really not. And Scranton and Joe Biden are its only claims to fame. Wow, T. Was it was it an oil town or something? Coal. Coal, duh. Mm -hmm. Come on, Pennsylvania, coal. We do still have a coal mine tour if you are ever in the neighborhood. Oh my God. Only on Halloween do you guys do like spooky coal mine realness? Not that I'm aware of, but that would be a good idea and probably a way to make money for this bankrupt town. I'm exactly like, <laughs> come on, you guys. All of, yes. all of Pennsylvania needs to capitalize on its witchiness. I don't know how I've yes. done this yet. Like, the, like, just get me in the Department of Interior, you guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> We like, would be great for PA tourism. This is bonkers. We hire all three of us. Just this <laughs> episode by itself. It's like this episode was actually recorded in three separate places in Pennsylvania. Hello. Um, yeah. That's a really good, interesting point about people knowing about Scranton. Like people do know Scranton, Pennsylvania because of the office. Like I'm like, if I'm from Pittsburgh, they're like, oh, like Scranton or whatever. Um, yeah. And I was just thinking about something similar to that because I saw a video earlier this week of this girl who was posting pictures of when she went and was a tourist in Forks, Washington because she was <laughs> of the Twilight series. Wait, oh I saw God. that too on yeah, TikTok. Uh, yeah. Did she Where'd give she a like, Twilight tour? Well, she didn't do a Twilight tour, but she like went and she bought like a T-shirt from the high school, and she went to one of their football games and like took uh, photos all around the town. <laughs> and it's just like, who would ever know about this place unless it was the subject of a massively popular, very multi-million-dollar raking in work about vampires? And you know what? Something. I... Go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Wow, you're most so polite. 
Oh, you Liz, go ahead. Liz. Okay, but don't remember what you were going to say. I can't, I we can't mention all of these things and not mention. I just drove by the Frick Park Market in Pittsburgh, which is mm -hmm. the famous name of Mac Miller's album. That, like, so many, and we saw a group of kids outside, and we were like, <laughs> I bet those kids are fans of Mac. You know, mm -hmm. like, they undoubtedly are. The kids drive there all the time to, like, take pics and buy slushies. But it's like, I've been going there since I was in the literal second, first grade. It's a staple. But it's just funny that it, this little market is so Yeah. Cool. Well, I remember that from when I went to school there, little things. I'd be like, Mac Miller. Oh, T, yeah. His name's written everywhere. Mm -hmm. What were we going to say, Liz? It was, I, what I've always wondered is how TV shows and books decide real town or fake town. Huh. That's a good point. Or like a nondescript area. Yeah. Yeah. Like how do they decide? And what's that's just something I love to think about. Yeah. Well, plus there's like because it's either a real town or fake town. And then if they choose a real town, it's like how do they choose between whether it's being set in like LA, New York, Chicago, or anywhere else in the country, you know? Yes. I'm thinking about like Stars Hollow. Like that's not a real Which is place. Fake. Yeah. But it's but like I a, remember... a show set in a very real, yes. concrete, human, this world. I remember in high school, me and my friend were very excited just to go to the state of Connecticut. Because <laughs> we were like going on a field trip to Boston. And we like stopped at a rest stop in Connecticut. And it was huge for us. <laughs> really, really a landmark part of our lives. It like wasn't a letdown. You guys were like, this is sick. You were like, we are in Connecticut. <laughs> Very exciting lives that we had. It's like I want a deer to run me over. I'm almost <laughs> done rewatching Gilmore Girls, and I, there we have like seven episodes left, and I truly do not remember anything that happens. And I like oh. all. And I, feel, I ever since we got like partway through season six, I've been like. I don't remember any of this at all. I like it's so weird that like I just feel like even obviously the most recent episodes I've seen are these episodes, but the most iconic stuff is from like seasons one through three. I guess that's most TV shows. Well, also I think those were the ones that were on ABC Family, and for me that was my Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore, I can't. It's hard to say that was my Gilmore Girls experience. Was like one. at five o'clock on ABC Family. So I feel the same. I've never rewatched it from start to finish. And once you get to the end though, it's like, I don't, I don't know, even though the first two seasons are burned in my brain. Did it switch networks or something? I don't know. I think it did because I think it, there, I, I used to know a lot more about this because I was a Buffy's Vampire Slayer fan, but I didn't watch right. that life. And that was on at the same remote, same times about, but it like, well, it's all, it was on it, the like, CW, whatever that was, UPN or whatever that is. Um, oh yeah, Fox Family. That's not it. Oy vey, whatever. The, the powers of Viacom. The WB. The WB. The WB. Yes, and just like, um, but I, I mean, I've been enjoying. I've been rewatching it for like the past year, and I'm glad that Christopher and her are getting a divorce. <laughs> fierce, fierce. I should watch it all. I say that about everything and I never do. I know. Guys, I just started watching Succession and I kind of hate it. I still need to watch that. That's another thing that I keep saying I will watch and I don't. Here's the thing about Succession. It's you just started 
We'll talk about it later. Sorry. <laughs> Started no, watching another show. No, we'll talk about. It. I'll bring. I'll. I'll bring this up later. But oh, okay. I've never watched Succession. Uh, continue. I just don't love it. It's not for me. But I understand that it's good and why people like it. I just like can't watch these people be this evil all the time. And like sometimes bad things happen to them, and like you know we see some of them get their comeuppance. But it, like, oh, I just can't watch it. But I'm glad other people like it. Because it's like good art, we need to critique. Okay, it's hard the uber to, rich. Like, I mean, the uber rich. Got it. It's hard to like find the thing you actually want to watch or read right now. Like currently, I'm <laughs> slogging through this book that I like enjoy. Really buy the relationship putting in the book. So this is not great, but I guess I'll finish it. And then, then, but I get then like on it in the back of my mind while I'm reading it, I'm like, I could just read something else but then i'm like well what if i don't like that thing even as much as this thing so it's just like ugh, so exhausting too many options too many way too many i just watched Ginny and georgia and that's the only thing that made me feel good in a while um, can you tell me what that is yeah girl what is it <laughs> um it's absolutely stupid explain but me that. like in the best way it's okay uh, this woman georgia has a daughter when she's 15. so now georgia's 15 and her daughter Ginny. I mean, now Georgia's 30. 30, daughter 15. Gilmore Girls, yeah. but okay. different. They moved from Texas to Massachusetts to start a new life. Bob. So still New England. And it, it moved around their whole life because the mom is secretly like kind of a murderer. Like Good. it's a lot of flashbacks. So it's like the 15 year old going to a new school, making friends for the first time, being a teen while the mom is kind of reliving her history as kind of like the people in the Dixie Chick song, Goodbye Earl. Come on. Literally just watched the Goodbye Earl music video. <laughs> Last night, Lindsay, you were really? speaking my language. Absolutely. Wow. Sam, you're familiar. You know, Jane Krakowski's in it. Goodbye. I've seen it. Earl. Yeah, I've seen you it. Know. I want to watch the video. I haven't watched that in a very long time, even though um, I listen to that song regularly. The bandana top. It's such a good video. I do think that that is, the, I mean, I feel like it's very popular when people are like, male country singers are like, I love my truck and Jesus. And female country singers are like, I'm going to kill my fucking husband. <laughs> yeah. And get away with it. Yeah. Because no one expects me. Country music is cool. <laughs> I like country music too. And one of the think I can think for that, Pittsburgh. Wow, really? Because I feel like we, I always went to country concerts in Pittsburgh. There are, they really come. It was like Pittsburgh. country music was like more part of the culture. And it like got me a little bit into it. 100% it's around. You know what? My sisters just got me this book for Christmas. It's a Dolly Parton book about every mm -hmm. song she's like written essentially. She writes like notes in the margins essentially in the lyrics. It's amazing. I like That's to try cool. reading the preface. But Dolly definitely got me into country i do love dolly wait oh my god i just heard about okay you know that joe you have told me about like the tattoo arm dolly right or whatever oh yeah she has a okay. bunch of tattoos yeah but then the, she just released that picture of her getting the vaccine of her i didn't look it up afterwards what's that look oh like? yeah did she have tats or no she had a top that had so. just her shoulders exposed yeah that was oh my uh, god i feel like i saw this and did not even clock it me either. I was listening to Who Weekly today and they talked about yeah. it. She had a top that was just like a shoulder peekaboo. Yeah, a cold shoulder as uh, people describe it. 
She's so fucking smart. Yeah, she's so iconic. <laughs> Look at that. She's thought about everything. And she paid for the damn vaccine, you know? Like, God, she's so <laughs> special. The way that she has brought us the vaccine, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, on top of all of her other uh, accolades and music? Right, Come on. Right. My mom and I had a really good time watching her newest Christmas special this year. That was on Netflix. Absolutely. It was so bad, but it was so fun. <laughs> exactly. It was just the right amount of cheese, you know? Yes. Like just enough cheese. We loved it. It was fun. It was campy. It was like Hallmark yes. vibe, but like not not too much. And like different. Dolly was there. So yeah. We laughed and laughed. I loved, yeah. I wish I watched. It's you here. still can. Yeah. It'll be with us forever. Just like Dolly. Just like Dolly. Absolutely. But yeah, Pittsburgh has a country vibe to it for sure. The music mm -hmm. is the music is hair. Well, it's because of our, I mean, Pennsylvania as a whole is, uh, you know, it's got that vibe. It's got that yeah. vibe. I guess Even like though Pittsburgh may not itself. Too. Get Taylor yeah. Swift up in here. She's from Pennsylvania. She's from PA. Girl, they need to hire me over here. We would do really good things for this yeah. state. Lindsay, let's get a package together and we'll yes. approach the state and see what they say. I'll I pitch think, some ideas. Yeah, you guys are smart. You Let's guys know how to brand PA. I do also, <laughs> I think we can start with the name. Like, I don't think that Pennsylvania really fits. Mm. Absolutely not. I totally disagree. I think the name Pennsylvania slaps. Mm. <laughs> I like that it's really long. It's long. It kind of <laughs> sounds like Transylvania. And pencil. And pencils. <laughs> And the White House is on Pennsylvania Avenue. Like, these True. Are synchronicities we don't want to fight. <laughs> that is... That's so random, right? Really good point. You know what I mean? And why are we the one that gets the White House? Girl, don't question it. We also quenched the White House in the last election, but it's okay. Our two major cities are alliterations. We've got Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We've got Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Come on. Be fun. That's no one fun. else has that. And like this dueling city mentality, girl, they need to hire us. I I think we do have a lot of good storylines built in as a, as far as states go. We can't release yeah. this episode. There's too much good ideas in here. Mm -hmm. They'll get stolen. <laughs> well, how do we guys feel about moving into the word on the streets to get really down to brass tacks on what we chose to talk about today? Okay, I'm ready. We guys feel good about this, yeah. We guys are thinking good things. Yes, go. <laughs> okay. Uh, today we wanted to talk to you about Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. You brought this to us because you're under, you are. I'm currently uh, watching them all for the first time. Never seen one in my life. Wow. It's not part of my life. Never has been. And then I watched WandaVision, watched some of WandaVision and was like, I love this. Elizabeth Olsen is really special to me. Wow. And I vibe. And then my friend Chris was like, I'm going to watch all the, he did this before. And I was like, not interested. Yeah. But again, we're going to watch all the Marvel movies. And then we discuss. So I have a fucking schedule. I watch two movies a week and then we zoom and he answers all of my questions. And oh, everyone else. Hell yeah. I would say that I have most questions. 
that's nice. I say with all media, you need a nerd to bounce ideas off of. Like you need like, you know, a lore master who knows everything to answer all your questions. Yes. But like, I feel like they're very straight. Cause I would say that oh, the first God, yeah. of every movie, I don't know what's happening. Like I don't have a single <laughs> clue. There's no linear storytelling. And then the, there's <laughs> a, like 45% of the movie that's just fighting. Oh yeah. It really explains why. And that's a generously low percentage. That's a yeah. generously low percentage, I would say. So for some of them, yes. From the ones I've seen, it's just a lot of fighting. Yeah. Some of them more than others, but yeah. It's I'm like, how long has this been happening? When's the last time we had a combo? <laughs> yeah, can we check in? <laughs> you I mean, yeah, you they are very straight. I mean, they are like just like completely destroying the entertainment industry just like they are the number one thing in the world forever um so that makes them straight culture because they are kind of just cult the culture they are the entirety of what culture is mm -hmm. but you bring up wandavision which is like sort this of interesting yeah like it just ended and it is the moment about yeah. like, people have, I, it really held on like people talked about it i feel like all nine weeks of it um, yeah. Joe, and this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. It's like you started Succession, but you still haven't seen what? It's like, what are you Girl, doing? It wasn't my choice to watch Succession. It was uh, my roommates. But oh. yeah, I know. And I, now I, I, sorry, sorry, after I saw Star Trek the other night, I really want to watch WandaVision because it reminded me of what WandaVision is going to be. And I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Like, this is an excellent topic. This is so straight. <laughs> It's just like a very good idea. I to watch WandaVision until after I watch all the movies, which is like a lot of work. I call yeah. them like, I have to go do my homework, watch this what, movie and pay attention. How, how far are you? What, what movies did you watch this week? I watched, okay, we, we just watched The Avengers. So I watched. Number one? Yes, because we're going in a chronological order. Yeah. The order the movies came out in and then there's like, the order of the universe i'm learning a lot we're watching it so i watched iron man captain america um both skips thor um, and the other people. i watched thor i watched thor i was still i accidentally skipped it um who's the other guy captain marvel i watched mm. oh because in, in the chronology like it happened yeah. in the 80s or something and then i watched the Avengers, and then I watched. I just watched Thor two. Wow, wait, no. which one is that? Ragnarok? No, that's um, Thor three. Thor two, the Dark, the dark world. world. Oh, with my dad. No, no. Between Thor two and Iron Man two, those are two maybe the two worst Marvel movies that I, I did see. Iron Man two as well. I forgot about that one. Here's the thing: I love all the Thor movies. No one can tell me shit, but um. It's funny because, like, I was just talking to a friend of the pod, Chris Waynar, and he was, like, saying that he likes all of these movies and that they are good. And I can't tell always, but it's, like, interesting that there's almost too much of them and they are kind of... <sighs> I have to go back to the beginning. I'm surprised that they are as big as they are. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean... Upon seeing them, I am, too. In the... When when Iron Man was released in 2008, nobody knew who Iron Man was outside of like people who read the comic books. He wasn't like an X-Men 
Fantastic Four, exactly. Spider-Man level famous character, but now he's like one of the biggest ones in the world. Yeah. So like as a kid, I liked comic books. I was that, you know, not so straight little boy that liked comic books. But I was like into the convoluted crazy plot lines, the space, the time travel, the the psychic energy of it all, the like mystical powers, you know, and I never thought that that would like fly with the GP that much, you know, like the early X-Men movies and the Tobey Maguire movies, those all had like really straightforward plots and you could just kind of be like, I don't know. It wasn't like, so like metaphysical or like crazy, crazy as like the comic books really were, or like as convoluted as the comic books really were. And so like when they started doing that with the Marvel universe, I was like, wow, the people are still really buying this, huh? I I didn't think they would in the same way that like game of Thrones, I didn't think people were going to really, really love Gothic high fantasy as much as they did. But I see, this is where I'm, but I feel like, they are not still like they're not convoluted like the comic books certainly and they no, all but but follow they, the like general just like hero's journey story and they all do the exact same thing over and over and over again and i mean what were we just talking about game of thrones like game of thrones didn't go deep high magic or whatever it's like lord of the rings was already super successful game of thrones did the same thing no, but, but they I, were just they're just kind of niche i guess, I guess what i'm saying like I guess they both didn't go as far as like the source material, but I think at least the Marvel Universe movies are going kind of more stupidly convoluted as they go on. But you're right, they are all the fucking same and formulaic. And that's why like they are kind of watering down the cool, like crazy convoluted comic book plot that I do like. Yes, I feel like if I didn't have my friend to explain those intricacies to me, I would not be understanding them. And I would not be interested because it is every movie is like fight, boy likes girl, right, right, boy likes girl, fight, fight, fight. And when he explains like the other stuff that I don't understand as like a total layperson watching the movies and like how all the things are connected and like right. cool stuff, I'm like, oh, that is fun, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see where me and my Marvel friends end up. T. Just watching them, I'm like. I would never get it. I would never get it. Yeah, and it's almost like it. It's almost not even really in the movies. Like I just feel like yeah. it because I feel like the I I said I mentioned this like maybe a week ago when WandaVision ended. But like like Game of Thrones, like they it feels to me like they're super dependent on these people already knowing the source material so like even fans of it are like reading articles that are like telling them information from the books so that the shows don't have to put it into the show because people already know about what's happening even though it's not in the show at all and if someone watches it like later they'll never they won't get it because they won't get a bunch of stuff because it's not actually on the show because they think people will just understand it without it Yes, I always think I'm, like, the stupid one that, like, I'm just missing it. But I think it's actually not there. Yeah, some you know of it really... It's just, like, they focus on, like, the main the main dots. Totally. And the big moments. And they left a lot unsaid. And, the, you know, the nerds connect all the dots. And then it's, you know, a lot of people tell them how it is. That's real. Which and then it's a lot more fun. It's, yeah. like... I think it's like everyone could be in on the fun, you know, before, mm-hmm. without having to read a Vulture article, like spelling it out for you. 
Yeah, and like it should be that way, but then they're because then it's for people like projecting ahead about like what the next thing they're gonna release is or whatever, and then they get like super involved in a fan theory, even though every movie is like following the plot of like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, like it's, it's the exact same thing that we've seen a billion times before. Even but people get so worked up about what it's gonna be, and then it's like they fight into the sky while a giant spiraling pillar of light is over a city. Like that's what it is every single time. Yes. And I, it stresses me out when they destroy the cities, every movie they destroy New York. I'm like, this is why places. this is why you don't like big events. Like it just always seems like it's going to end in disaster. The last one I just watched, they destroyed London, which is mm. like all that history. And as I watched um, the Avengers with my dad, you reminded me that it is fake. I still, yeah. Like I don't like to see it. It just like makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, Wandavision. I watched the first four episodes before I started this movie journey. What is like fun, even if you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, these movies, if I just watched them without knowing what's going on, I don't think I'd be that interested. Besides the fact that there are some fun celebrities in them. Right. Wandavision. I was like, this is a cool show, even though I don't really know. They hard rely on that, and Thanks. they didn't. They didn't even give. Natasha Romanov her own movie, even though they relied on Scarlett Johansson's star power, like for the whole franchise. I wondered why Scar doesn't have her own movie, and I'm not even a Scarlett fan. No, but I like to actively please. don't like her. Yeah. Um, same. I didn't want to say that. Like, no, yeah. In the Marvel movies, I'm like, I, you're my girl. Like, I can't. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, I'm pretty sure a Black Widow movie is coming out this year or next year, but it's like, Criminally wants late. that anymore. Three thousand like, and late. Yeah. How did it not happen in two thousand twelve? Like when, like right after the Avengers came out, like when people like were like obsessed with her. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's obviously sexism and just like awful. Yeah. Um. And like I, I'm, I am very critical. Of, I, I haven't seen every Marvel movie anymore. And like I, like Joe, like was super into comic books as a kid, and like also no longer buy them because they are very expensive and just like there's too many of them. But and, but like I, I may be super critical of these Spoiled things and like their place in the culture now. I did see the Avengers five times in theaters. Like yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm I I like am a I am a big fan like it. But then it's like it's all just like very. Uh, you know, propaganda about the military. And it really like... is. <laughs> it I was really shocked is. by some of these movies because I really had not a single clue what to expect. So when Captain America was about World War II, I was yeah. absolutely thrown. No, totally. And like, it's done like creatively and carefully in like a multi, I, I mean, I haven't read that shit. Maybe Sam has read those comics, but like, you know, when you put it in a two-hour Hollywood movie with, like, a bajillion celebrities that all need camera time, like, shit's going to get convoluted and not, you know, done cutely. But I don't know. Was that Winter Soldier? Was that one cute? I forget. There's also yes. so many. They all look bad next to each other. They all well, just kind of look like one big fight scene. It's sort of like a Survivor thing because there are, like, a lot of them now. And I was talking to some friends earlier this week and I was sort of just like, wow, we all love a show that has 10 genuinely terrible seasons uh, just because there are so many. So there's like a lot mm -hmm. of opportunities for true flops, but then there's a lot of opportunities for them to be like really, really good. And Gee. so like we get like Winter Soldier, Black Panther, these like amazing, amazing movies just 
flat by themselves, not even connected to the greater Marvel thing. Yeah. Um, just because they've had so many opportunities to like test out this like formula and make it better and better. Mm-hmm. I connect to the Real Housewives. Sometimes you get a dud season. That's how I guess Survivor is and how the Marvel movies are. I don't That's want to because not to pivot, but in second grade, I watched Survivor with my mom. This was the season with Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who yeah. I was fucking obsessed with. <laughs> you and everyone else mean, in America. When she didn't win, I cried myself to sleep and I vowed to never watch the show again. <laughs> but I would like awesome. to, because I feel like you, Sam, and so many other people love it so much. So I kind of want to watch it, but I did make that promise to myself when I was like seven in honor of Elizabeth with an S. I think that that's wow. fair, and you know, I don't. Th I think that if I, I mean, you'll never have to see her get voted out again if you watch it. <laughs> true, true. And I don't she like her anymore. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you do want to see her get voted out now. Um, yeah, I do. But you brought up earlier WandaVision and how you were really enjoying it, even though you weren't a fan of the movies before. So the and writing then, is just good. It it is just a good, yeah. genuinely good show. But I people were talking. I saw a tweet from Patrick Keen earlier this week, and he was like, "I can't believe that Wandavision just like totally gave up on their premise for the last two episodes." Because at the end, it does just become another Marvel movie where they're like flying around fighting each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's like I guess it was always going to be that because it is a Marvel property. But it's like it wasn't that for the first like eighty percent of it, and people really liked it. Is yeah, it, I was like was totally sold. Sorry, was it just a one-off? Is it over? Yeah, it's like it's just a mini-series. Oh shiz! That's Cause funny. Cause, because it ended, and now in like another week, they're gonna do another show, another Marvel show. They're gonna start releasing it. Really? And it's not Elizabeth Olsen. It's not Elizabeth Olsen. It's not <sighs> WandaVision. It's like uh, it is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, that'll be cool. I just hope this fucking teaches them that people love lady superheroes. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they know if that. If they haven't learned it by now, it's like people have been loving lady superheroes since Iron Man came out, and then they just don't do anything well, about it. So this is my thing. I, when I first, when I was thinking about this at work today, I was like, superheroes feel in the 2010s like more important somehow than they did before. I need to like, or like, it feels like we gave them more cultural cachet than they had previously. But I don't know if that's true because like, you know, Batman in the nineties, like the Prince soundtrack, like, you know, Superman, like it goes back. Like America has had a fascination with superheroes and we do put them on pedestals and they are supposed to be like paragons of idyllic something, you know, but like, it feels different with this Marvel shit because it's, I don't know, like, are we projecting onto it a lot? Or it seems like even less, it seems like we know that they're all celebrities just in, like, latex suits, so it doesn't really matter. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you go ahead, Sam. Okay. Uh, well, I think it's a couple things because I think that there is just so much more culture in general now than there were and then than there was in the 90s but also like superheroes like i said before like truly are the number one thing in the culture right now because like they are destroying the box office every single time they release a thing wandavision is a massive success for i mean like the most part or whatever on this and it's connected to disney which is this like massive 
mega like, conglomerate, like then has been the lasting corporation for like 90 years at this point. So it's like, it's all, it's, it's deeply ingrained in the culture in a way that it wasn't before. And culture is so much more massive and pervasive than it was back then. Lindsay, what were you going to say? I was going to say, me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, compared to what you said, you know what I'm saying? I was like, maybe it's because we have more technology now. <laughs> so maybe people, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I totally agree with it, that. It feels like more possible that it could happen. And just like, I feel like people, there's not that many things that people can like, like together anymore. Mm. There's not that many things to get excited about. So I feel like a lot of people who aren't even that into Marvel movies are like, this is the big thing. Gotta go. Yeah. This People are doing. True. It did, WandaVision did bizarrely feel like appointment TV for some reason. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I keep saying, like, for some reason, or like, it's such a surprise that, like, it was successful, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, obviously, it's like the first step in, like, one of Marvel's newest ventures or whatever. It's obviously going to be like a big deal or whatever. But even with that, like, I don't feel like every previous Marvel superhero movie was like something that people really wanted to talk about or like was everywhere all the time. It didn't like, get the same. No, none of them got the same kind of critiques that WandaVision did in the best way. Like the, um, no one got looked at like WandaVision did as like a piece of art, you know? Yeah. Like totally. I never thought about seeing a Marvel movie. Like it never crossed my mind, but WandaVision somehow got me to watch it. And I think too, it's with the pandy, it's like, we're all home. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of us are, some people aren't, but a lot of us are kind of like hanging out. So like, yeah, I can watch WandaVision on a Friday night. Vibe. About it. And it's, yeah, I never also would have thought as someone who loved the Scarlet Witch as a fucking kid, a B character kind of like in the universe, I was just like, wow, people are really gagging for this psychic witch character, which is like my bread and butter. But I'm like, the culture at large, like WandaVision is having its moment. It was crazy to see. As someone from the outside who hasn't seen it yet, going to love it. I already love the show just from the idea of it and the fact that Catherine Hahn wears that purple thing. Like, <laughs> like I love the show already. And I've never seen it. But it has a lot going for it. It was trying to do something. I agree with Patrick Keen, obviously. It was trying to do something. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I would have to Patrick Keen. No, but I know. I've read the fucking articles. I get what its oeuvre was about. It seems like it was trying to, you know, do something else other than it was literally playing with genre instead yeah. of like then, you know, repeating itself like every other Marvel movie. Yeah, it was like about TV as a TV show, which was cool. Um, and very 2021 spoofing it in a knowing way all while still having an ongoing plot it was like there was a lot going for it and I did really enjoy it like he said like up until like in that in the like in the second last episode I was sort of like all of this is stupid <laughs> it's more gay shit in all these movies too there's like no gay shit there is none because they want to be able to sell it in the Chinese markets as well oh, and that's yeah. why the in Avengers really Endgame or Infinity War. Or whatever. Oh yeah, they, they edited out they something. They have there's a there's a there's a one-off gay character who is easily edited out of the movie so that they can air it in these other large yeah. movie markets. Mm -hmm. But WandaVision does introduce one of my favorite gay characters of the entire comic book universe. So hopefully he and his friends can uh, have a Young Avengers moment soon. Come on, that would be nice. 
Yeah, we do. When we watch the Marvel movies, we talk about like different things. And one of the people talks about the gayest moment in the movie. Um, but it's like a lot of times it's a stretch. I mean, there are like, he always a, finds there well. are some camp moments that like, you mm -hmm. know, as a queer person, I do appreciate like Hella's headpiece, for example. You haven't gotten there yet, maybe, but mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like sort of like all of Natasha's wigs, like it's there's some moments that I really mm -hmm. do love, but yeah, and I then like see Iceman just full on make out with somebody, but that would be great, them, I guess, especially because the love stories are such a big part of these movies. Right. Like, I have to watch Hawkeye, like, like whatever. Linda Carlini people fall in love constantly, and it's always big man, little lady. Yeah, right. And I, as I am a huge fan of uh. Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, relationship, romance, etc. Uh, but obviously, that'll never come to fruition. Thank <laughs> God for them. Die. <laughs> Aren't they like besties? They've been way. They've been through way too much together. That's why they're in love. Okay. I'm excited to get to that. <laughs> and I'll well, let you know I'll... what I think. I also, you know, am also very fuzzy on these movies. I can't remember when I stopped watching, but I have not been keeping up with the Marvel Kardashians, so to speak. I, <laughs> I also didn't realize that they were, they're like all from the 2010s, as you mentioned. Like they really. They did it. Are like all from the same. I don't know. It's. It, it, wow. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, is this the 2010s culture? Like, it really solidified it, kind of. It really spanned it. Well, yeah, because they released, like, two to three movies a year for, like, 12 years. And now, I mean, yeah, they're just, like, huge. Wow. And it's true. Like, everybody does want to be in that franchise now. Well, you probably make so much money and, like, must be mad residuals. Yeah, holy shit. The merch. Like the Disney Plus, I'm sure the Disney Plus checks flood the <laughs> That's how we got the house in Cabo. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've learned a lot. Also, like Marvel humor of like stuff that's not funny, but like the stuff that everyone laughs at. Wow. Funny. wow. Like the cringy moments. You're so right. Because you're like, you know what? Maybe in a theater of like 200 straight normies, this would get a huge laugh. But yes, we discuss that often. The thing yeah. people would the dissonance of a home theater, like jokes for a theater versus jokes for me on my computer alone. One, yes, wow. it's so different. I missed going to the movies, and one of my favorite parts of going to the movies was seeing what people laugh at. Totally, especially if you see like. A frozen. I specifically remember Frozen Two, and like the thing. It's so funny to see like what kids laugh at and what adults laugh at. Like that's one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. I miss that. Yeah, and I because like there is like I feel like I'm always. To, if if I want to explain how, just something that is like very funny, I'm like I watched it alone and I was laughing out loud, and that is like yeah. I feel like that is such an accolade to place on something in the culture. And I don't think that I mean, One Division wasn't like making me laugh out loud, but I think that I did like you know there were there were some funny moments or whatever where it's kind of like ha ha. <laughs>
A little chuckle. A little chuckle. Yeah. But I don't know if like Loki, the series, or like <laughs> right. the Winter Soldier and Captain uh, and Falcon are like gonna it's have gonna the take same you there. Yeah. Cultural cachet. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Obviously, it'll still be a Marvel property and super popular just because it has the name attached to it. But I don't think that it's gonna like get the reception that WandaVision did. Yeah, I'm curious if it's gonna permeate my network. The way right. one, like the people I care about, care about Wandavision. I feel. Give us yeah. more psychic femme superheroes, you idiots! Like, what's Wait, wrong with them? Earlier, you said Elizabeth Olsen is really important to you. What did you mean by that? What I mean by that <laughs> <laughs> is that Mary Kay and Ashley were huge for me. They mm. were full life as a child. Like when I would watch Full House. I would know this is Mary Kate on the screen or this is Ashley on the screen. Oh my God. Like I was really connected to them, read the books, watched the movies, wanted to be in the fan club so bad, was never allowed to join. Gagged. What? And so for me, I had the dolls. I begged my mom to take me to Walmart to buy a messenger bag from their clothing line. Like they were special to me. And like I always knew of their sister Liz, their sister Lizzie. Um, but never really got to know her. And then as MK and A faded out of my life, as they stepped out of the public eye, mm. there was definitely a void. And it was almost hard for me. It was almost hard for me to see Elizabeth Olsen. Right. It was for me to see her because it reminded me of what I used to have. Right. And for some reason, seeing her in WandaVision like rekindled my flame of the Olsens. I oh felt her in all ways. And like she's just become really important to me. And I just look up pictures of her and think about how she's doing. I was just thinking about this earlier, <laughs> this earlier today, where like I feel like I used to spend like a lot of time just like on Google Images and like just looking mm. at pictures of things that I love. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. I do too. Oh, uh, all the time. But we are definitely gonna light a cigarette in honor of the Olsons. Yes. <laughs> I get the COVID vaccine. They invented the COVID vaccine? They're like Dolly? Oh, no, I was going to say, if we light a cigarette, then technically we're smokers and we can get the COVID vaccine. Exactly. Yes. If you're looking for removal. I am of the experience that I didn't know that Elizabeth Olsen was their sister until, like, a month ago. It's funny when people find that out. I forget when I found it out. I think I forgot it and I learned it twice, which was fun. I think that might have been me too. Like, I feel like maybe around the time of Age of Ultron or maybe or something like that, I <laughs> renew, but now it's like uh, that was six years ago. And so I forgot. In the Lindsay, just wait till Age of Ultron. There's some. I'm booty. so excited. There's some good booty in Age of Ultron. I didn't, I guess I never realized that Elizabeth Olsen was part of the Marvel Universe. Maybe I would have gotten involved sooner. Yeah. But- Truly did not know that she Her was- brother's ass in that movie is great. <laughs> Her brother's? Yeah. That's okay. like the whole reason I went to the theater that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to more, more of her in my life. Absolutely. And catch up on her work. The things she's done that I haven't seen in general. Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that she's something of an indie darling before scoring the role mm-hmm. of Scarlet Witch. Never seen any of her films, but... Does she have a winter's bone in her? I think she does. I think, yeah. I think that's how she rose to acclaim outside of being her sister's sister. Big Mm -hmm. vibe. You what? What? And those are long shadows, like ironically short shadows. But 
like they cast a long shadow especially in the acting department like that's a tall order to stand up to and she does especially and, and what i thought was funny that they was that she they she the, her show is a parody of full house in LOL, some ways. yeah like it's about tv sitcoms yeah full circle codes Lindsay, did you watch fuller house i did watch fuller house I, I watched the beginning. I don't think I watched all of it. I do remember once like watching the full first season in like the middle of the night. <laughs> talk about talk about the shadows of the Olsen twins looming over something. Yeah, that's so fucking stressful to me. So <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of secondhand embarrassment from past of Full House thirsting for the Olsen twins. Yeah. And being like, oh my God, I remember them on set. They were so nice. <laughs> really uncomfortable thinking about like Candace Cameron Burke being like asked about oh Mary Jane Ashley at like a Ralph's. Like it just makes me oh think about how she would react. Oh, yeah, I'm getting stressed out. I think I just broke out in hives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. it. Yeah, what it must be like to be them. Like on Claritin all the time, Candace must be. <laughs> Someone leaving your group or like a show like that stresses me out. Like, leaving one direction like that kind of stuff is really stressful to me true yeah like i mean especially with because we are currently to tie it back to marvel like we just got to a point in the story where like a lot of actors had to be written off in different ways because their contracts had run out mm. um but like in the beginning of fuller house there were there they were making these jokes like dead to camera like they would make eye contact with the camera about the also <laughs> about michelle Shut yeah. Up. Yes. Like in how that's so great sad. They'd be like, I can't believe mom went to law school in London. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Guys, I feel like we've almost beaten this dead horse as much as the Marvel industry has. So what do we say we move on to the last segment of the show? I'm ready. I'm ready too. I stan. Lindsay, welcome to Iconic Not Iconic. This is the final part of the show, a game where we've prepared three topics. Well, not really. Sam and I are going to come up with three topics. And <laughs> don't expose us. It's okay. <laughs> We're improvisers here. This is what we do. We are going to decide. We're the arbiters of what is iconic and not iconic. We'll count down from three and all together shout Iconic Not Iconic and discuss. Okay. So... First up, y'all, we have sailor's slang, girl, like you know, a sailor's tongue. Three, Three two, two, one. Not iconic. iconic. I'm saying iconic. I That's said not iconic because I feel like port and starboard are the number one sailor slangs and people don't know which one is which. That is yeah. true. I said iconic because I was thinking of like the 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 I can't say this the sea shanty trend come on vibe to me wait what's the trend on TikTok where they like hot men like hot burly men sing sea shanties where they'll be like, I once was down in a ship one day and my oh, wife dog like sea shanty TikTok was a was a huge thing yeah. I might have to download TikTok <laughs> wow but and I just when I think of sailor, I think of like British, Scottish, which is hot to me. That's a vibe. Viking. Viking vibes. 
I got, like, I was thinking, I like how, like, sailors are kind of, like, dirty. Like, they swear a lot. And it's like, I vibe with that. I vibe with that. And today, I was, like, swearing in the park, and there were some kids. And I was like, oh, no. But I don't give a fuck, you know? Like, those kids have heard worse. But I just like the fact that it's just acceptable in the middle of the ocean that you can swear there's no fucking kids around. Totally. And I, I do, I think that having the mouth of a sailor is iconic. But I don't think that the slang, I thought that this was about the slang that they use. It's like, I don't know what they're saying. True. This is the same thing, I guess. But you yeah. got your land legs or whatever. <laughs> your land lovers and your yeah, all your that. sea yeah. legs. Crow's I, nest. I do love all the lingo as well. I would say both are iconic. If, yeah. Though I do regularly say thar she blows. So I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I like making up my own words and phrases, and I feel like sailors really made that okay for us to do. <laughs> totally, like doubloon and buccaneer and doubloon. When someone says like, "Oh," instead of Booty. saying money, being like, "I don't have any doubloons," that's peak comedy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, fucking the the parrots, they're iconic for that. Is they does, are. is this included in pirates like? You best start believing in ghost stories, Mrs. Turner. You're in one. <laughs> You're in one. Is that Pirate's Lang or is that Absolutely. just iconic? I think oh my cool. god, maybe too because I loved Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it's why. Oh my god, yeah. It's hot to me. Yeah, like booty, Pirate's booty. They got good slang. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, Tell me what we got up next. Next up, we have American Dragon Jake Long. Wow. Three, Three, two, two one. Iconic. iconic. And I, I understand your answers, you guys. You probably don't even need to explain, but well, you I... go. Why? Why is it iconic to you? No, you're the Lindsay, you're the minority. You can go ahead. I'm just gonna say I'm not familiar with Mr. Long, which is why <laughs> I said not the iconic. work of Mr. Yeah. Long. It was an iconic series on Disney Channel, I believe. That oh, like. So you don't even know which shows, which channels on. Girl, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And I remember I could sing you the entire theme song right now. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a one song giant. It's like good, but from the J to the A to the K to the E. It's like, yeah. It's um, like it was a good show. He could turn into a dragon, and he had to save the world. And he had some fun friends, and they lived in New York. And he had green highlights, and his grandpa was cool. It was fierce. I love a show that takes place in New York with kids. That yeah, was like, how did they decide for it to be placed in New York? I don't know. Cartoons never do that shit. Like, no. not since Hey Arnold has it been done so fun. Wow. I said that iconic, even though I have seen most of the episodes of this show, because I feel like it does not have the cultural staying power of an iconic cartoon on the level of, you know, Adventure Time, Phineas and Ferb, things that were airing around the same time as it, but I don't think people hold it in the same regard. You know what? I would probably watch an episode now, and it probably could be better. But, like, there was just, like, the characterizations. I see American Dragon Jake Long for the work that it did, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, as I recall. I, I very much enjoyed it, and I was ex exactly the right target audience for it. Yeah, for real. They were like, John and Sam are going to love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up and see if it rings any bells. I mean, American Dragon Jake Long is so familiar to me. 
It's like, strange because partway through they changed like the animation style, and I feel like I, that has stuck with me. That it like it looked one way, and then after a season or two, they started animating it a different way. Yeah, Which I feel like it doesn't really happen. Wow, I missed out on this. This is a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, Joe, what is last? Last up, we have hand sanitizing stations. Oh my god. Three, Three two, two, one. Iconic. Iconic. But not for the reason that you might think. Okay. okay. I said iconic because they are everywhere right now. But they you also, when you approach them, know that there's not gonna be any hand sanitizer in them. They oh, are wow. always gonna be empty. And so you're sort of like, well, I'll go see, but you're sort of like, it's not gonna have anything in it. You know what? Lately, everyone has been so obviously anal about it that it's like, and they've gotten, they spent money on the good one. Like even the Brugers by my house has the one that's like, not, no touch. It just poops out a little for you. And it just goes on your hands. You don't have to touch anything. And it's like the perfect amount and it's foamy. The foam is the best. Fuck your gel. I Fuck completely disagree. I, I love completely the foam. disagree. Lindsay, where do you come in on foam versus gel? I like the foam. Wow. It's because it's less runny. Like sometimes the gel kind of goes through your fingers or the foam I feel like it's easier to control. I think that that's a great part of the gel. I like that I don't really know how where it's going to go and it's always <laughs> going to be too much. And, you know, it, it really feels like it's, you know, Full coverage. working. Yeah, like I'm getting it, it everywhere. More. It does feel like it works. More. I'm putting a little behind my ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It ends up down your forearms, yeah. on the backs of your knees. I want to see the under UV light, girl. Mm. The comparison. Mm. I would love to see that. Let's ask for it. <laughs> I feel like, Joe, you can get this for us. I want this done for us. Yes. But I feel like I'm sort of gel over foam in general, no matter what the topic is. Like I feel like I don't. I would prefer to have things like like, like, like hand well, soap. I don't really like a foam. I do. I like rather. a foam hand soap because it feels special. It feels like you're getting something extra. Like when the foam runs out is when like they put the bottle of soft soap non-foam. It's like the foam is what you want. The foam keeps right. guessing. Right. The foam is an experience that, like, when I remember, I feel like when foaming hand soap first came out, and it was like, oh my god, it's foaming. Okay. Hand soap. Yeah. <laughs> this place has money. This place has class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this place has the good shit. And it's like, yes. oh, we're just really, we're out of the good shit. So we're going to use the dial. We're going to use yeah. the dial, just jello, yellow, runny bullshit. It's like when you've only had Clancy's because your mom shops at Aldi and you go over to someone's house <laughs> and you realize what you've been missing. But no no shade to Clancy's. Clancy okay. absolutely slaps. No shade. I, I also feel like. Foam probably I doesn't I don't know if this is true, but I it feels like you get more bang for your buck with the foaming stuff because I feel like if you squirt it and it comes out as foam, you're not like you're not you're using, using as much as the liquid. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but okay, I was also thinking this week about that. Like what? Like why is? I guess it's probably just because it's like the cheapest. But that gross pink hand soap that is in like everywhere. Oh my god! It sick like to my stomach. Not, yeah. And it makes your hands like sticky, like, <laughs> like not good. Yeah. 
If not, I'm in a bathroom and I see that pink stuff, I'm not washing my hands. No. <laughs> in this day and age, that's a polarizing statement. I would never. I put that shit on my toast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Lizzie, thank you so much for being here. Um, before we get to the end of the show, we would just like to remind everyone to go out there and get tested, get registered to vote, and uh, give your time and energy and money to the causes you believe in. Lindsay, wow. you are a phenomenal guest, and I'm so glad we were able to uh, do this tonight. Thank um, you so much for having me. Where can people find you online? What are you up to? What are you looking to plug this week? Um, well, I'm really not up to much, but um, you, I'm Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, M-Y. Iconic. Twitter and Instagram and whatever else there is. Um, yeah, you can find anything you need to know there, baby. <laughs> Perfect. Watch the space, darlings. Watch the space. Watch the space. You can follow this podcast at Word on the STR8S on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Queerville Queen on Instagram and Twitter. Oh my Sam, good golly. Idea. Gosh. I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow my other podcast at Better Jurors Pod, where we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender every week uh, on Instagram and Twitter as well. Absolutely lovely. Lindsay, you were a fantastic guest. Thank you for thank being with you. us. Of course. And thank you for suggesting the topic this week. We love yeah. when a guest brings the topic um, to us. Yeah, you asked and I delivered the best that I could. Let you us know about your journey through the Marvel MCU and we'll reconvene about reaching out to the uh, Department of Interior of Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. That's really on my list of things to do and it's very I important to see big things. Me too. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.